Welcome to the next episode of In China Between Meetings with your host Marian Danko. For those who have been here in China for quite some time, you probably faced uh, a challenge to to send big files uh, to your friends, family, partners. Um, probably there are some good solutions in the market, but you don't know about them or you don't know how to use them. And the ones that are available outside of China are probably not available here in China. So the reason why I'm telling you all of this is because uh, a uh, few months ago, I found a service, uh, online file transfer service, which is called Cow Transfer. And today I'm super excited to have a founder of the service here with me. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Chen Zhan is the founder of Cow Transfer. So I know that uh, you grew up in Chengdu. Yeah. And Chengdu is famous for uh, giant pandas, it's famous for fashion, spicy food, beautiful, stunning nature. But where does the uh, passion for technology come from? Um, yes, I actually uh, I, I born there. I grew, grew up grew up in Chengdu, and I think it's because I have a really pretty open-minded parents. Uh, because back to 1989, I got my first computer. But you can think of about 1989 in China. There was not everybody even have a television, but I got a computer. That's the first time wow. I actually know there's such thing, and uh, then I just start get involved. Uh, but like every other kids, uh, the first thing I, I know I can do on the computer is games, right? And the first game is called, uh, I think it's called uh, Alone in the Dark. It's, uh, it's the first ever first 3D games <laughs> on, on, on a computer. And I think I spent a lot of time on that. And uh, then, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's how everything started. And uh, then more and more I, I grow up, I learn a lot more like, uh, on computers, not just, not, just, not just about games, but also something else, like uh, really simple programming, uh, like the basic, this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, and also like the, try to assemble my own, own computers. That's how, how I started, basically. Uh, how did you end up studying in Hoek uh, School, which is in Netherlands, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, uh, I went there uh, right after I graduated from uh, high school. Uh, I, I, I did, I think I, I did have a couple options like the, uh, Australia, US and Netherlands. And uh, the, 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 the reason I ended up in the, in the Netherlands is because back to the time, 2002, I think, um, that is only country I didn't know a lot. So it's more like a mystery for me. Uh, it's more like empty, blank. Everything is empty, so I think mm, it's fun. And uh, anything I know about this country is thank off. That's it, nothing else. And uh, and also the, the the probably I think from my parents' point of view, probably the, the computer science is probably among three countries is cheapest. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm not sure. And uh, that's why I, that's why I, I, I went there. How many years you spent there? Uh, four and a half year. Uh, and I, a half. Yeah, I came back and uh, 2006. Did you try to start your building your career in Netherlands? Probably starting your own entrepreneurial experience? Uh, no, that's that's really hard. Uh, at two thousand six, uh, but also I, I, around two thousand five, I already uh, got my uh, uh, internship in another com in, in mm -hmm. a Japanese company in Chengdu. Mm -hmm. uh, so so, at, uh, from two thousand five, I already plan to just come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you come back, what was your uh, first job here in China? Uh, it's in a, a Japanese company. Uh, no, it's a Chinese company, but uh, doing the software outsourcing business uh, for uh, for Japan, and uh, that's my first job. Uh, I worked there as a as a, a backend developer mm -hmm. uh, on a really old uh, programming language called Kobo. 
Wow, I never heard about that. Yeah, it's 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 a language from from 1916, I think, really old. But the million banks use it. And that's my first job. And uh, uh, after that, I just kept doing, uh, kept working as a, as a backend backend developer, but mostly in Java. Uh -huh. And uh, for around eleven years in Chengdu. Eleven years. Yeah. So you work for the company called Dr. Panda. What did you do there? Oh yeah, um, Dr. Panda is a uh, is a game company. It's a kids game company. It's it's really really big at the moment. Uh, I joined Dr. Panda around two thousand. 13, I think, uh, as a backend developer, and but also the only backend developer they had back, mm -hmm. back to the time. Uh, mostly, mo most of my work was helping them to uh, to organize all the data, uh, trackings, and uh, analyze uh, your user behaviors, and also help them to build their own CMS system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, can you tell me, please, a little bit more about your time you spent with Media Monks? Oh, Media Monks. That's a that's a that's a pretty huge uh, change for me. Uh, because uh, I, I uh, MediaMonks was, uh, I, I mean, the first office from, uh, of MediaMonks was in Shanghai, and I think they, they, they established at 2000, uh, 2016, yeah, 2016. And uh, uh, because in Chengdu I was a backend developer, and then I got a call from MediaMonks, hey, hey, uh, uh, you want to try? Uh, because we have a job opening here. It's a, it's a, te a technical director in Shanghai. And uh, I said, okay, yeah, technical director probably also doing doing programming, right? So mm -hmm. I said, okay. Then I did, then I did a couple couple interviews with uh, with the media dudes from uh, Amsterdam, mm -hmm. and that passed. And yeah, then, then I just moved my entire family here, and then 2016, uh, I think it's February, right after the CNY. And uh, but the moment I came I came here, I realized, oh, I don't have to program anymore because because the media is actually doing. Uh, creative digital production is more like the uh, advertising stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, everything I did for the for the past uh, for the for the for the three years in MediaMonks, almost three years in MediaMonks, is more like the provide the technical solutions, creating the pitch deck, and uh, uh, help the uh, clients to solve some kind of the digital uh, issues. Not purely software, but the, everything in digital, like the sometimes even even like the three D renderings, uh, film. And audios, uh, VR, AR, everything. Mm -hmm. So Media Monks brought you to Shanghai in 2016, yeah. right? Since then, you've been working there. Why did you leave the company? It looks like a great company to work for. Uh, actually, the uh, yeah, the the reason I, I left Media Monks because I I, I started Cloud Transfer, and mm -hmm. uh, also uh, uh, the CEO of Dr. Panda uh, funded me uh, for the first round. Uh, that's why I left the media monks, and also the uh, during the time I worked in there because I, I'm, we are creating a lot of different type of decks, documents, and files. We mm. are sending it every single day, mm. and I find it's really, really, it's a, actually a really big problem for for us. It's really, it's really pain in our heads to just sending uh, deliver our assets to different uh, different people, and uh, because we have to choose the different types of tools. Maybe some companies have their internal systems, some companies don't, but they, but they don't really like Baidu or they don't really like QQ Mail, something like that. So we have to struggling with it. Uh, that's why I, that's why I think about okay, well, not just build a really simple file transfer to uh, here and just solve my own issues. Mm -hmm. So that's how everything started. That's the inspiration. Did you have the prior experience, entrepreneurial experience before cloud transfer? Uh, yes, <laughs> that's uh, that was I think 2012. Uh, I'm I, I'm a really big fan of uh, uh, rap music. 
And uh, so 2012, I created a website called, called factory.com. Uh -huh. uh, that's a website is similar to uh, medium.com. So it's more like the blogger, a blogging uh, type of view. Uh, uh, I mean, those kind of type of web websites. But so we, uh, I allow uh, uh, rappers to upload their their background story uh -huh. of each song, but also the music itself. And basically that's it. But uh, I think one, one year later, in 2013, uh, someone uploaded some really nasty songs in there, but I didn't really find it. And uh, but uh, the I mean I got the censorship, so so I got you had to close the company. Uh, no, I didn't do anything; just shut down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. And um, moving slowly to culture, for can you tell me more about the concern for what the the business, um, or who are your clients, how big is the team? Uh, right now we have uh, uh, we have a team of uh, almost twenty, almost twenty, uh, because we're still recruiting people. I think some was, uh, some two, maybe one or two uh, is onboarding today. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, the business model is really simple. Um, we we have two type uh, two different type of business model. One is subscription, so you uh, get on cloud transfer, and if you want to use some kind of like the cloud storage. They want to have uh, send the bigger files. They just subscribe. Uh, mm -hmm. It's more like the retransfer. And another one is the advertising. And the advertising is uh, getting better uh, since last year. And but the, most of our clients are luxury brands mm -hmm. like the uh, Balenciaga, Burberry, Gucci. Those are our advertising uh, uh, clients. So that those those two are our business model. Mm -hmm. And uh, what? Um what were the biggest challenges when you were starting out this business? Uh, security. That's uh, that's the biggest challenge since, since day one, because uh, at the beginning, cloud transfer was free, completely free. There's no subscription. There's no advertising. There's no limits. So people can send whatever files they want and send to. They can send to whoever they want. Uh, but uh, most people doing rising, even even now. But uh, mm -hmm. still, there's a small group of people that try to distribute some kind of the illegal movies, pirate movies, softwares, uh, um, and also some kind of really terrible contents. How do you solve this problem? Uh, yeah, we. Uh, I think that since the, uh, I think the, uh, 2019 around June, uh, we, we we just figure out okay, if we just keep going like this, we will get shut down again, and then we involved. Uh, a lot of machine learning on the on the video, uh, audio, and the graphic contents to make sure those contents are secure. And uh, right now we we we, we, we uh, right now we actually after one year we actually have a second version of this kind of a, a content content censorship machine learning. Actually, we can even censor like uh, like the PDF or documents, text files, and sometimes even zip files. Mm. So, but so we, we but the things that we every day we have huge amount of files uploaded. So we cannot do any many manual check. So we so anything we can do is increasing the capacity of our machine learning on this part. Mm -hmm. That's quite interesting. Yeah. Where do you see it coming? Um, you know, the, the the company in five ten years. Um, actually, we, we we create we besides cloud transfer, we created a lot other stuff. So right now on cloud transfer, every uh, every user can see is. Uh, Really big file transfer button, and maybe some uh, some user already subscribed. They can use our cloud storage. That's mm -hmm. it. But uh, we actually really dived into uh, how can I say that uh, digital asset management part. So right now we we already built that, but we did we didn't even launch we, we didn't launch it. Uh, so basically, what we do what we have right now is we want to help the user to control their workflow on mm -hmm. digital production, video production, uh, graphic production. 
So basically, we help you to uh, collaborate easier to collaborate with your vendors, your clients, and also you can actually editing your videos, uh, uh, images online. You can create your you can create your website. You can create your uh, Word documents, PPT mm -hmm. online. So everything is online in cloud transfer and within the workflow uh, management system we are we are creating. So basically, that's uh, that's what what we what we do because more and more in the future the the digital assets will get getting more, much more important and for everybody, and so that's why that's why we want to create a better environment for people to manage it and also to control it, and I think the, in in the end the moments because right now everybody is talking about the blockchain right but the the, tech, the technology is not really mature yet so uh, so if we if we talk about blockchain everybody will think about oh. Bitcoin coins, right? Crypto coins, but actually, blockchain has much more. Can you can use for more, I mean, for uh, in much more different type of the uh, place. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, if the digital asset become becomes much more important and private for individuals, and blockchain can actually solve the security problem much better than right now. So, so, so what do we what do we think in the future is we are creating the system, the management system, environment for you to manage your work, your assets, everything. But the assets and the work and everything uh, around it should belongs to you. So mm -hmm. that, that 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 is something the blockchain can help you to solve and also security. When it comes to the cross border, so what are the challenges over there, right? So because in China, obviously, it's regulated, it's easy to use, it's fast. When people using cloud transfer outside of China, what type of um, issues or challenges they might face? Uh, right now, um, yeah. Um, be honest. Right now, the all the storage, the the, the core storage is is in China, actually in Shanghai. Um, people outside of China uploading is a little bit slower, mm -hmm. but not terrible. Uh, mm -hmm. Download is good because we actually work with the overseas uh, CDN uh, provider. Uh, mm -hmm. It's called Akamai. So downloading is not a problem, but uploading still. But uh, I think from next month we're gonna we're gonna deploy uh, a different type of the uh, 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 overseas versions for uh, different countries, especially like the uh, Japan and and also the uh, uh, Japan, Thailand, uh, uh, and Singapore. And but uh, but uh, later on we're we're gonna deploy in US uh, also. Mm -hmm. um, I have a question about more related to founder journey so your team now around 20 people and yep. you're onboarding so this is the extremely exciting time when the team is growing so what are the challenges you have at the moment and uh, how actually you took it from you know a, a team probably of two or three people to to a <laughs> team of 20 people by now I'm not sure if I if I want to share this but I think it's really good uh, good one um, yeah actually the biggest challenge I had for the past uh, two and a half year right after I started call transfer is First of all, is uh, recruit right people, and but I think before I, before a business started, uh, because I, I, like every other startups, uh, the, the 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 starting team is at least two or three people, right? So basically, mm -hmm. I'm a founder. Of course, I will I will have a co-founder. I think the picking the right co-founder is really really important. That's, Who is your co-founder? Uh, none. Uh, it's uh, it's not a really good uh, story, but uh, he left the team last year. Mm. And it it was my bad decision, but uh, also I think the, I mean, yeah, it's not it just doesn't fit, just doesn't fit. Okay, yeah, yeah it happens. Yeah, the, the co-founder is uh, kind of people say it's, it's like yeah, but, choosing a wife. But this kind of bad decision is actually slow us down, especially the, the the last year is really hurting us. Everything slowing down, the investments, the growth, the the the, the, the I mean everything. So that's uh, that's uh, 
that's a really important part uh, because and beginning uh, right so 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 right after the the CEO of Dr. Panda said hey how about I just give you a little bit money you just start this business I, I was excited so I didn't really think too much about picking the right person mm. I just think about picking a person right yeah <laughs> so you you got funded a little bit in the beginning yeah the, I actually three rounds already oh, so the round uh, third one okay yeah uh, the first one uh, first one is actually from the CEO of Dr. Panda uh, individual and the second and third one is actually from the VC. And you're looking for the next round or not yet? Um, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm already closed the, the, the next round, mm -hmm. but I cannot really, <laughs> I cannot really share right, that too much. Right, right. So um, another question is, you're good at technical stuff, so technical skills, and yeah. you're good at people skills because you have a team which is 20 people now, it keep growing. Yeah. So how do you combine those skills and uh, what, what's your secret sauce? Um, I was a pure, uh, pure tech nerds like the other developers. I like, I like programming even now, I still programming. And uh, even, even the, the product owner of the Caltrans right now says, hey, stop coding because your code sucks. That's basically how, how they told me, but I, I really like it. And uh, um, but uh, after I started this company, I, I have to leave the the keyboard. I have to leave leave, leave the keyboard there because I, I need to go out to looking for investments, looking for people, looking for resources, right? And more and more, I get in touch with the brands, clients, investors, and other people's. Uh, I, I, I think slightly, slightly, I start to changing, and uh, so right now. My hundred nineteen percent of my time is actually on business people, and I I, I don't really, I cannot really tell like the exactly what moments I changed, but just slowly I turning into this kind of situation. <laughs> it's funny because uh, for for some some people they actually they can have a strong uh, indication say hey you really changed because you're not the Zhang Chen uh, I I knew the two years ago, but for me I I cannot really tell. Did you ever have a thought? You know, when you wake up in the morning, it's like, why, why I'm doing it? Why just, you know, don't, don't work for the big company? Uh, no, no, I never have had that. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I'm excited every morning. I mean, because, because I, first of all, I, I don't think I have much time because every, every day before I went to the beds, there's a bunch of problems just left behind. And every morning I wake up, I say, shit. <laughs> right? But so, so I, I, don't, I never thought about that. So it's, but for me, it's exciting. Because I know the challenges, the challenges over there, and I, I know the, the people is using it. I know the server is not crashed, and I know that I will see the team in the next thirty minutes, and they were back to the work and make this thing better. So everything is exciting. You're referred as the Houdini of the Chinese internet, <laughs> uh, and also I found it uh, um, as the Swiss Army knife of, of the internet. So I'm just curious to to hear from you. Um, what's happening right now in the Chinese internet? What is the big thing and what is the next big thing? Uh, yes, we, uh, the thing, I actually also discussed this uh, question uh, internally. Uh, in general, we don't, and it's, I don't really believe like the, in the next five or ten years, there will be another company like ByteDance, Tencent or Alibaba. Hmm. But, but the, the, the companies in, uh, vertical, in specific vertical fields, <coughs> for instance, like the uh, digital asset management, in transfer, in insurance, medical stuff, and in vertical fields, I think there's a bigger chance. I, I don't, I, I, I don't really know which fields will be a bigger chance, but I know, I mean, the companies, startups, probably the focus on one field is better than just focus on everything. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, look, but uh, looking at what we're planning to do uh, for the next uh, one or two years, I think the video production will be uh, booming. So now it's a big trend that China tech is going uh, outside, right? So China yeah. tech is going global. There are a couple already big successful cases. Uh, do you do you think this trend will keep grow? Um, taking into consideration all the between countries um, tensions. Yeah, I think we have to. We have to. Even for us, we we are planning to go uh, outside of China for a long time, but uh, we we didn't have resource. Right now, we have resource, so we are we're actually doing it slowly, because uh, looking at this country, even we have uh, population is huge, like the 1.4 billion, but. In total, there's only 1.4 billion, right? There's right. much more opportunities outside, and uh, like the like the tools, for instance, cloud transfer. We already know uh, the people outside China can use it, and also they want to use it. The only thing is we don't really support them well. Mm-hmm. If we support support them well, I mean, it, it will grow because people need to communicate with different people. So people outside China, they need to send something or talk to talk to someone in China. But right now, since we have firewall right and uh, it's not always works and I say I, I want to build cloud transfer as a bridge to to link the digital uh, creative digital assets between China and the rest of the world mm-hmm. that's basically the goal and just one more s- small question about so you're also trying to expand outside of China what are the challenges exactly you're facing the moment is it not enough money not enough expertise um, not enough trust from the counterparts uh, it's more still the security. It's mm-hmm. always security because we we want we want the user not just, not from uh, I mean includes people from China and and also outside of China. I want them to deliver use culture to deliver their important assets. But the the trust the security that's the, the the priority for us. If we don't solve that problem, no one will use it. That's why the, that's why that's why the, that's why we spend a lot of money and efforts on the machine learning and the content parts because I because we know if we build if the machine learning we build uh, we put in there is good enough the less problem we will get from the outside. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very interesting and uh, very promising future. Yeah. And we wish uh, the best of luck to CloudTransfer and to you. Yes, thank uh, you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. That was uh, a new episode um, in China Between Meetings with uh, Chen Zhan, founder and um, CEO of CloudTransfer. Please like, share and comment and see you next time.